Okay, thanks very much indeed. Uh, it's good to see you all having joined the webinar. And uh, first of all, I'll explain a little bit about me. My name is Robert Mitchell. I've been teaching mindfulness and meditation in Bromley, which is a suburb of London, since 2013. In that time, I've taught about 5,000 people. I run courses. We've had something like 600 people go through the courses. I run regular meditation classes, and I teach in organizations of all sorts. We've also got a number of resources that are available, and uh, I thought I'd let you know about these so that you can have access to some of the practices that I'll be teaching because this is going to be a practical exercise. It's an opportunity for you to actually try out meditation and some other practices that I teach are emotional regulation and stress management. I'll give you a little bit of insight into how all of that works. And so you'll actually come away with some skills that you can use. And of course, you can always access the recording for this, but uh, there are also resources online. And so you can go on there and you can practice these, get to know them, and also learn some other techniques that you might find useful. What I'll do is I'll, I'll start from the very beginning. My assumption is that you know nothing. And what is this mindfulness thing? Well, we need to start off with a definition and then I'll give you a bit of insight into what it is and where it's come from. So my definition of mindfulness is that it's an undistracted awareness of your present moment experience. If I'm aware that I'm here talking to you, my mind's not wandering, I'm not thinking about something else, then I'm present. This is presence and mindfulness, the words in, interchangeable in this context. So uh, it's the awareness of the present moment, and it's an awareness of the internal processes as well as the external ones. So, for example, while you're listening to me, you may be thinking, mindfulness isn't the absence of thinking. This is a, a very common perception is the sense that somehow or another we silence our mind then we become mindful that isn't the case it's an awareness of of being here and this is particularly useful for communication because you'll be aware that some people go offline when you're talking to them their mind starts to wander and then they have to go back and either ask a question or they've missed out on a critical piece of information. So this is something that you'll notice all the time. See, it's an awareness of the present moment. And one of the interesting things is that in the modern world, we know there are studies that have shown this, people spend about half of their lives with their mind wandering. It isn't necessarily a bad thing, but what we actually want is the choice. We want to be able to choose when we're here in the present moment. And if we choose to allow our mind to go to the past or the future, if we want to 
rehearse something, if we want to think something through, then we've got the choice. And interestingly, because of the way that the mind works, we tend to not have the choice. We only notice afterwards. So we may be, we may be sitting there and, and notice that the mind's wandered. An example of that, for example, would be when we're reading a book. It's not unusual to get to the bottom of the page and realize that although we've narrated all of the words in our head, actually our mind's wandered. We've been offline, so we have to go back and read it, reread it. And on a bad day, we might do that a number of times. So what this does is it doesn't necessarily, by by developing our mindfulness, by becoming more present more often, it doesn't actually give us total control of the mind, but it gives us a lot more influence over the mind, and, and then we have choice about how to focus our minds and, and how to use our mind. How do we get there? So we've got this mindfulness thing. It sounds like a useful thing to have. How do we train ourselves because we're children of the 21st century and the 20th century and subsequently our minds flit around, we get distracted, we get lots of messages, we get lots of notifications. Many of us have got priorities and tasks that are overflowing and they come to mind all of the time and that distracts us. So how do we train our minds to actually become present, become aware and build our mindfulness well the training is ancient and that's what we refer to as meditation so mindfulness is the practice and meditation is the training that's what we want to do to learn to develop presence to develop an awareness of the present moment and largely that awareness of the present moment is an awareness that we're not present example when we get to the bottom of the page in the book that's when we recognize that we've read all of those words in our mind and we're not aware of them so what i'm going to do is i'm going to introduce you to meditation and so those of you that are new to it this is the most useful technique that i've learned to help you to learn to meditate. If you've meditated in the past, or if you have a regular meditation practice, then it's well worth trying this because it's it's a frictionless way of building a regular practice. So this is something that I call the meditation of no meditation. I know that might sound confusing, but it's it's done like that for a very good reason. Basically, what it is is a listening exercise. And one of the great things about this is it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. You can engage in this and, and you can do it. Now, the modern mind operates in a particular way with regards to sound. What tends to happen is we focus our attention on a particular sound and then let's say that sound goes away, we're listening out for another sound 
and then we focus on another sound. So it's a little bit like being in a dark room with a torch, and the torch is moving from one part of the room to another, while everything else remains in darkness. But this exercise is different. What we're doing with the meditation of no meditation is we're allowing ourselves to become aware of sound wherever it originates, all around us. So we could all be, we are all, in very different environments with different levels of sound. But we can all listen the same way. And this is a process of listening for the next sound. Whatever that might happen to be, and wherever it might happen to come from. So we might be somewhere quiet, and we're listening for any sound to arise. And when a sound arises, we notice that. But the moment that we become aware of a sound in a quiet environment, we go back to waiting for the next sound. So we're always listening for new sounds coming into our awareness. We could be in a busy environment. We might be in a cafe, for example. So in a cafe, we've got the scraping of chairs and doors opening and closing and orders being given and taken and the hissing of the espresso machine, traffic outside, music, people laughing, all happening at the same time. And in this particular practice, what we do is we allow ourselves to be aware of all of that. So we're noticing all that sound. We're waiting for new sounds all the time, waiting for a new sound. In a busy environment, there are many sounds. In a quiet environment, there are few. It's the same process, a process of listening for the next sound. So what I'd like you to do is to spend the next few minutes practicing that. Just a listening exercise. There's no goal, there's no expectations, there's no way of getting it wrong, so there's no right or wrong way of doing this. Just aware of sounds and always waiting for a new sound to come into your awareness, wherever it is anywhere around you. So I'll just set a timer and we'll spend a couple of minutes practicing this. Just a listening exercise, not a meditation. We're just listening.
Okay, so now what I'd like you to do is to move your attention from noticing all sounds. Instead, notice movement of the belly. That's the movement of your, your stomach just at the point where it meets the chest. So right at the top of the belly. And what you're noticing there is the belly rising and falling in time to the breath. And it's a tiny little movement. And again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. It's neither good or bad. There's no goals, no expectations. We're just allowing ourselves to be aware of that sensation. You, you might need to put your fingers there just to resting on your belly, noticing the belly rising and falling. Again, what we'll do is just spend a couple of minutes practicing that. This is also meditation and no meditation. This is the meditation and no meditation for the breath. Previous practice. That was the meditation of no meditation for sound. So just noticing that tiny movement. Do that for the next couple of minutes. Okay, so whenever you're ready, just return your attention to your surroundings. So for the vast majority of people, that is a frictionless experience. Uh, not for everyone. Um, experienced meditators seem to have the most difficulty with it because many meditation practices involve the breath and they tend to respond to this meditation of no meditation in the same way that they respond to meditation practice. But for somebody that's new to it, this is a, a useful way to learn a little bit about the experience of meditation and also the experience of mindfulness. 
Because if you notice when we're listening for the next sound, most people, the mind becomes calmer and become more aware of our present moment experience. Of course, the mind might be busy, thoughts might be arising, but we're, we're noticing that experience happening and, and that's got an element of mindfulness in it. So the meditation of no meditation is a way of getting insight into meditation and also getting insight into mindfulness at the same time, which is why I always teach it to new groups and, as a matter of fact, on a regular basis as well, because it's a great technique to apply. Okay, so a little bit about the history of meditation. This, this technique is very similar to one that was taught 2,500 years ago by the Buddha. I need to clarify... I'm not a religious person, I'm an agnostic, I don't know, and I'm comfortable with that. Um, but the, the way to, to look at the relationship between the Eastern religions and meditation is that they've curated the practices in the same way that the Western church curated art. Similarly, the Eastern religions have curated meditation and meditations fed into the religions and their religion has fed into the meditations as well okay so there's another couple of practices i'm going to teach you uh, and what these are uh, the first one the, the first one is a largely an emotional regulation technique you can view it as a meditation if you wish. So I know people that do this on a regular basis. They might do it a few minutes every day. Um, largely emotional regulation, but as well as that, it's stress management. It's a, it's a really good way of intervening in your stress. And this is a, also an ancient technique. It's a thing called pranayama. Pranayama is Sanskrit, I believe. Uh, and it means extending the spirit or extending the breath. Prana means breath. Ayama means extend. And the best way to do it is, is to focus our attention again on that place at the top of the belly. Just where the belly meets the chest. And noticing the belly rising and subsiding. Just aware of the movement, rising, falling. Okay, so the next thing to do is to place your tongue gently up against the back of the top teeth. And you'll notice that you naturally breathe in and out through the nostrils. So now we're noticing the breath in the nostrils. We're also noticing the movement, belly rising and the belly falling. What we want to do is a very specific practice. It's known as the four six breaths. 
And it's known as that because what we do is we regulate the breathing. We regulate the amount of time we breathe in and the amount of time we breathe out. And what we do is we breathe in for four seconds and breathe out for six. So if you're sitting, it's useful to get into a relaxed posture to do this. If you place your elbows by your side and your skull, you're looking for whichever place it's most comfortable. So you can move your you can move your head around until you find the most comfortable place. With your elbows at the side, your, your back becomes straighter. Comfort's the most important thing. If you've got a bad back, you sit however you need to sit to be comfortable. But second to comfort is having your elbows by your side so your back's reasonably straight and finding the point of maximum comfort for your skull. And then what's happening there is, is you're comfortable because there's no tension. So you're actually relaxing your neck in the process. And you're noticing that movement, belly rising and falling. What we need to be able to do is to breathe in for four seconds and breathe out for six. And it takes 90 seconds to two minutes for this to work. 50% of participants notice a change, but this works for everybody. It appreciably reduces your stress. So to count in for four seconds, the way we do it is we count 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000. Do this in your mind. If you're alone, you might choose to say it aloud. That's fine. You're allowed to do that. So breathing in, 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000. Breathing out, 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000, 5, 1,000, 6, 1,000. And straight back into the in-breath. 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000. Breathing out, 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000, 5, 1,000, 6, 1,000. And the place to focus is on the belly, the rising and falling of the belly. Four seconds on the in-breath, six seconds on the out-breath. And we'll just practice this for the next couple of minutes.
Okay. So that's a couple of minutes. That's enough for us to regulate our physiology. So if you're interested in seeing the effects of that particular practice, if you go to my YouTube channel and you go on there and there's a, a video uh, which refers to installing and using an app called HR Coherence. And so what coherence is, is the synchronization between the breath and the heart rate. And what that practice does is that causes that synchronization. So in that particular video, you will be able to see me plugged into an app that's measuring my heart rate. It's also monitoring my breath in and out breath, and you'll see that coherence change. It moves from about 30 or 40%, which is what we commonly experience, up to about 80 or 100%. So each time you do that practice, the four six breaths, what it's doing is it's changing your physiology, it's reducing your stress, it's bringing your physiology back into balance. So you're better able to deal with stress, to deal with difficult emotions. And this these practices get used by a lot of people that do things like um, international athletes and politicians and uh, people who are very focused on personal development for whatever reason, CEOs and so on. So this sort of practice you'll find is, is taught at a number of different levels in a number of different environments. So if you, if you experience performance anxiety, then this could be an addition to your routine that will help you to perform better. The, the thing to do is, is rather than take my word for it, try it out. Try it out in a reasonably low stress scenario and see how you perform. And one of the things that I've discovered is that it improves my performance. So what we're going to do now is we're going to move on to another slightly different technique. Works in the same sort of area. The last practice, the four six breaths, is largely emotional regulation, but also stress management. This technique is a stress management technique, but it also works as an emotional regulation technique. So stress, stress is the body's response to a perceived threat. Whereas emotion, we all know what emotion is. And we might want to do an emotional regulation practice to bring our emotional response back into proportion to whatever it is that's triggered it. Okay, so what this is, is a relaxation practice. It's a, a practice that I call the de-stress meditation. That's D-E-S-T-R-E-S-S. You can find it on my SoundCloud site. So if you find it useful, if you look on the page there, um, you'll see we've got a link to the Bromley Mindfulness SoundCloud site. SoundCloud is a free online music and audio repository. You can go on there, you can 
find in the Bromley Mindfulness section, the de-stress meditation. And so you'll be able to follow along there until you've learned it and then you're able to use it yourself. And the way to begin, again, if you're sitting, get yourself comfortable, elbows by the side. For all of these practices, it's up to you whether you close your eyes or not. If, you're, if you've decided to keep your eyes open, it's probably best to look down in front of you so you don't get distracted by anything that's going on around you. Look down towards your feet. And what we do is we begin by noticing whatever sensation there is in our hands. People respond differently to physical sensations in their body. So I'll, I'll be teaching you a few little tricks that will help you to connect to your physiology. So you begin by noticing how your hands feel, whatever sensation there is in them whether they're cool or warm, if you've got one hand in the other or uh, sitting in your lap or on a table, notice that sensation. And what we're going to do is to relax the hands. And the way we do that is by relaxing them on the out-breath. So we're breathing in normally. When we breathe out, we relax our hands. Now, it's a difficult thing to do at first, so there's a little trick to help. And what that consists of is while you're breathing in, you tighten your fists, and then you relax your hands when you breathe out. So breathing in normally, tighten our hands into fists, and you breathe out you let go and relax them. And what you're doing there is you're training your physiology, you're training your body to be aware of the sensation of relaxing your hands. So you only need to make fists for about four or five out-breaths. And then you're aware of the sensation, you're looking for that sensation. So that's breathing in normally, breathing out, relaxing the hands. Okay, now I invite you to bring your attention up to your shoulders and notice however it is your shoulders are feeling. You'll be able to notice the shoulders rising and falling in time to the breath. The sensation of the clothing hanging from the shoulders if you're sitting up. And then same as with the hands. Breathing in normally, breathing out, gently relaxing the shoulders. Just letting out whatever tightness, tension, pressure or stress there is in your shoulders. And so again, noticing how the head is balanced on top of the spine, 
looking for the most comfortable position. Now the invitation is to move your attention to the back and sides of your neck. So if you can't really feel the back and sides of your neck, what you do is you just move your head from side to side. And you'll notice a, a sensation at the back and sides of your neck. And you're now connected, as we say, to the neck. You're aware of the physiological feedback from the neck. And then, same as with the hands and the shoulders, breathing in normally. Breathing out, relaxing the back and sides of the neck. So now the thing to do is to bring your attention up to your forehead and the top of your head. Now, not everybody can feel the sensation of their forehead, but there's a little trick that will help you do that. Uh, depending on where you are, you might not want to do this if there's people around. But if there aren't, what you do is you put your palm of your hand very, very close to your forehead without actually touching it. So it's very close, but without actually touching your forehead. And you notice the tingling, you notice the warmth of the palm. And so when you put your hand back down, you've got this sensation of coolness and tingling. You're aware of the sensation of the forehead. So what we're gonna do now is relax the face. And we'll move down the face, relaxing as we go. And as a, as a little bit of a, an added advantage, something that will help you relax your face, if you place your tongue gently up against the sharp part of your teeth, just gently resting against the sharp part of your teeth so you can feel the sharp part of your teeth. Breathing in normally, breathing out, relaxing the forehead. Just letting the tension and tightness, pressure and stress out the forehead. So I'm still in contact with the sharp part of the teeth. And we'll move down the face and begin to relax the eyebrows. So the breath is acting like a pump. The out breath is pumping the tension out of you, reducing the stress. And now relaxing the eyes. Breathing in normally, breathing out, relaxing the eyes. Relaxing the cheeks. Tongue still gently in contact with the sharp part of the teeth. Relaxing the mouth and lips. Relaxing the jaw. And 
and relaxing the throat. And we're noticing the sensation in the chest rising and falling, the upper chest and the upper back expanding and contracting. We're noticing the belly rising and falling, all moving in time to the breath. So now what we do is we relax all of the pelvic girdle, all the area around the hips, and then move back through the body. So we begin by noticing the sensation of the thighs, however it is your thighs feel. You probably feel them in contact with the chair. You'll notice the clothing around your thighs. And then same as with the rest of the body, breathing in normally, breathing out, relaxing the thighs. And then moving around the body, relaxing the buttocks and hips. Relaxing the lower back. Relaxing the waist. Relaxing the belly. Relaxing the chest and upper back. Tongue gently up against the sharp part of the teeth again. Relaxing the throat. Relaxing the jaw. Mouth and lips. Cheeks. Relaxing the eyes. The eyebrows. And the forehead. Breathing in normally, breathing out, relaxing the shoulders. And the hands. And then notice from that, notice how relaxed you are. Now what we'll do just to finish off, we'll return back to the meditation of no meditation. You can either have your eyes closed or looking down at the floor in front of you. Move your attention to the belly rising and falling. If you're one of these people who has a very busy mind, it might help if you repeat what we call a mantra, which all the mantra is, is something we say in our mind 
while we're meditating. So in this case, when we're breathing in, we say in our mind rising, and breathing out, falling. Rising as we breathe in, as we breathe out, falling. Just practice that for a minute or two. And now what we do is we return our attention to whatever it is we can hear. This is back where we came in. And we're listening for the next sound, whatever that might happen to be. Notice sounds arise, subside, become replaced by a new sound. And each time all we're doing is waiting for the next sound, whatever that might happen to be, wherever it might happen to arise. Okay, so breathing in, noticing whatever it is you can smell. Noticing whatever you can taste, becoming aware of the sensation of sitting, and then gently return your attention to your surroundings. Okay, so there's a little introduction to mindfulness, meditation, stress management, and emotional regulation in an hour. <laughs> 